Good morning, audience. Welcome to this week's episode of Coffee with Jim and James. James, I am, uh, when we get on and our purpose and our passions align and good things come about of this, and I'll just give the audience a little background. One of our passions is going to conferences, meeting people, and building friendships and relationships. And our guest today, you know, we just got to the honor of meeting her not too long ago, but, you know, already on the LinkedIn board, you know, we have a lot of back and forth communications and it's just wonderful to see people in person and then to follow up, you know, with uh, any type of medium, especially electronic medium that we're blessed to have right now. We're also very blessed to be talking about another one of our passions of mental health, mental awareness, all the, all those buzzwords. And we really have seen so much of it in our industry and work and friends and everything. So it's wonderful to be bringing our guest in today to talk about that. But before we do, James, how are you doing today? I'm well, right. I'm well, sporting a new hat, a new old hat. I brought back one of the first ones from this year, just, just to finish off the year. It's very important stuff. Very important stuff. Uh, I am excited today because uh, we are amongst award winners today. Oh, SGA award winners. I wish I had it and could hold it up, but uh, <laughs> we, we all laugh about it. I know we're all humbled by uh, the SGA and, and even being nominated, but to be winners, we yeah. are amongst winners today. And one of those winners is our guest, April Keatley. Good morning, April. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well. Doing well. Happy to be here and uh, excited to talk to you guys. We're excited. I know. April uh, one, And I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll let you do the justice because I always feel like I screw that part up. But April, if you don't mind, let everybody know who you're with and what you do. And uh, also, if you don't mind telling a little bit of the number one, the award you won. But secondly, why and kind of what transpired in that story, if you don't mind. Oh, wow. That's a lot to unpack. We only have, uh, you know, the next hour and a half. All right. Okay. Um, So uh, my name is April Keatley. I am manager of business intelligence and standards. Uh, My team is responsible for database type work um, that that triggers out our work orders that drive drive our work management and drive protecting our assets across the footprint, right? Um, I'm specifically in the natural gas business unit. um, And and recently, I had the privilege and honor to, uh, to one, be nominated, and then to two, uh, to win um, the SGA award uh, for my work on mental health, uh, destigmatizing mental health, um, and just getting, getting it out there, right? And just being um, vulnerable and transparent about some of my experience with that. And uh, so, yeah, I was really excited, really you know, unexpected. And I, like, I was even unexpected, like just to be nominated. Mm-hmm. You know? like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We were mm-hmm. honored. We, we, we were like, can you believe we're uh, nominated? Just yeah. that alone was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then uh, when, when it, I'm sure you, you were just like us, we were sitting in, in the uh, auditorium there at the NASCAR hall of fame and uh Jimmy just goes on and on and on the story. You know, you could tell he did uh, his background work and and told the story better than I think I could have. And then you're like, wait a minute, that's my story. Uh, And and it was so neat to be there. And I I don't know about you, but we've had so much engagement post that event. You know, just people reaching out, 
wanting to know, you know, more and stuff. And, and for someone who won an award for something so important right now, April, I'm sure you're happy and, and for people to be reaching out and wanting to, you know, how do we do this within our own company? Yeah. Yeah, I did actually. Um, so um, Jimmy's company, the HR team, Southern Gas, they reached out and I had to have some dialogue. Ashley, yeah. Ashley over there. Yeah. Ashley we, nice. we just had we Ashley on the last week. Uh, yeah. 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 So we did talk a bit about, about that. And I certainly take, can't take credit, you know, for, um, you know, for the kind of the whole program that, that our health services team is rolling out. Like, you know, I'm just one piece of that. Right. So I do want to make sure that the health services team, shout um, out, shout yeah, out to them for sure. Uh, are doing great work and that's been featured recently and the company's sustainability, um, sustainability, um, um, kind of program or rollout that they just did recently. So really cool stuff, but so maybe just a little um, about how I kind of got nominated and a little mm -hmm. about my story, if that works for you guys. Please, please. Tell us all about it. Absolutely. All right. All right. And uh, feel free if you have questions, too. Oh, you know us. <laughs> this isn't our first time. We've... <laughs> okay. you'll, you'll be tired of us here in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> so, um, so it was, I think it was... Um, fall of, well, and let me, let me back up, maybe just give a little bit of a background about my story too. So, you know, the companies went through, um, I worked for Columbia Gas um, originally, and obviously we merged with TC Energy or they acquired us, however you want to say it. Um, and, and then became, you know, then became TransCanada and TC Energy, you know, the, the, the right. new company. So um, during that period of time, I had moved into leadership. I had been a leader for a year and I had kind of a smaller team of, you know, three, four people um, moved into a different role where I had nine people. So that was certainly a, a step up, you know, a, a change. Right. Um, and then just the um, kind of the amount of, you know, and I, I will say that I am sure that I'm not the only person. I'm not nothing special, nothing unique about me. Um, but just the amount of, you know, pressure and stress, you want to perform, you want to do well, you want to meet expectations, right? right. Um, and, you know, at the time, I did not feel like I could really speak up and say, hey, this is too much. And, and to be honest, it never really occurred to me to do it because, uh, because of just how I was raised, you know, my mom was always very much you soldier on, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. And I did started, I started noticing like, you know, some headaches, didn't think much of it, you know, work stuff, right. And um, then like it, it continued to progress, you know, and that stress was still there, but I never correlated them together. Um, I started having some hearing loss in this ear, um, which I still have a little bit today. I started having some facial paralysis, like which, you know, jacked up kind of like my eye moving correctly and my, my smile and things like that. Um, and finally, it kind of came to a head in um, May 2018. I'd had a big, I'd had a, my team and had a team meeting, a great meeting. But, you know, anytime you have a meeting like that, where you get people together, it's, it's emotionally fatiguing, right? Um, and physically tiring. So I, I went home and noticed that, um, you know, was feeling a little emotional, right? Um, just coming off the meeting and tired, just really noticed that like my eye wasn't blinking, blinking correctly and I wasn't able to smile. And I thought, okay, this has gone on long enough. You know, I'd gone back and forth with doctors and, 
And so I went to the ER just to make sure I wasn't having a stroke. Um, yep. didn't think I was, you know, wasn't sure. So I ended up going to the hospital, you know, um, and they, um, they found out that, um, I was in the hospital here in Charleston for five days, then up at Johns Hopkins for 10. Um, and they found out that I had, um, it's, it's called IgG4 Pocky meningitis. So it's a non-infectious meningitis and um, it's an autoimmune condition, very treatable. Um, and not a lot of people have it like 2000 people. So it's kind of crazy. And, you know, that was the first time when I got that diagnosis of autoimmune condition, right? They said those words that I was like, hmm, maybe that's associated with stress. You know what I mean? And, and you know, because I think that um, um, stress is like one of the worst things, like it can wreak havoc on your body, right? It can. And if you have like a back injury and you're under stress, your back is going to be bothering you, right? And, and so... Um, so really just struggling with that stress, which is a form of mental health illness, right. You know, and not being able to manage it, um, and not feeling like at the time that I could ask for help. So, or anything like that. You okay over there, Jim? It looked like that story hit you. It it did hit me. Literally. I hit my setup. I, it was an IT issue. I apologize. This first time, April. I apologize. He's not very good at podcasts. No, but. no problem. So, you know, I heard that, like I said, that autoimmune diagnosis and was like, hmm, well, wait a second. And I got to say, I got to take some accountability on myself, right? Because I didn't, you know, when I joined the company, like I was excited, new career, new job, like getting into leadership, you know, things that yeah. I had been very interested in, you know, yeah. as a professional and, you know, I didn't really set those boundaries. And I think that that is key critical, right? You know, what time do you end the work day, right? What, what do you do to manage that stress, right? Um, exercise, meditation, yoga, golfing, fishing, yeah. whatever it is that brings you joy and kind of podcasting, podcasting, talking to friends. Yeah. All those, you know, healthy habits. Right. And I had kind of forsaken some of that. So So, you know, I started reintroducing some of those boundaries, right, you know, kind of coming off the health kind of crisis and issue and, you know, my my health did stabilize so happy about that. Um, Got some hearing back in this year still got a little bit but um, so then it was in, you know, then we kind of COVID hit right And, right. and, and my leadership knew that I was always very, like interested in positive things, like posting positive things, sharing positive information, sharing kind of different types of safety moments, because we do start every safety meet or every meeting with a safety moment within the company. I'm sure sure that's common practice. Safety share, right? Yep. And so as part of, I think it was in fall of 2020, um, the health services organization had reached out to the VPs and some of the directors and said, Hey, we're looking for directors and managers to be mental health advocates. And I was like, well, so first my, my director, I actually saw the email. She was like, Hey, April Keatley would do great at this. I'd like to have her do this for us. And I thought that was really nice. And, and that she thought of me. And, and so, um, the company rolled out. I got a mental health certificate. I'm not a licensed counselor, right? Um, but I know how to listen 
And I know some of the, the things to watch for and people that could potentially be going down a similar path that I did, right? Not setting boundaries, not logging off, working, you know, over the weekend, sending emails, right? And, you know, at, at 11 o'clock at night or two in the morning, right? Not good habits, not good habits. Are you pointing to, to him? I, well, I hope I'm pointing to James. Am I supposed to be pointing this way? Am I back? Uh, yeah, well, you're right on mine. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I got a couple of yeah. comments, April. I don't want to cut in though, please. No, no, uh, well, it, it just brings up the idea. And we talked about this I, safety. You mentioned safety. That's at the core of everything we do in the energy industry. We, we, we yell it from the mountaintops, but one of the things that I very rarely hear is psychological safety or mental safety or those. And another thing that you had brought up in, in your, your, when you were talking was, um, and, and James says this all the time, don't suffer in silence. Yes. And that's a very hard thing to do because so many of us internalize things and keep it inside instead of letting it out. And I, I'm blessed to have James as my best friend that I can say pretty much anything. No, well, I do say anything to him and he doesn't judge me. He gives me guidance. He gives me, I, well, sometimes he judges me, but that's a whole other story. But, Just on the inside. You know, but you know, you, you need that, but it takes, you know, and it, it takes, it, it takes a leap of being brave to do that. Correct. I mean, April, I was nodding my head for another reason, actually. And I'm guilty of all those things, just like many of us are. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. sure several people were listening, nodding their head, going, I've sent that two o'clock email. I, I came to that same kind of realization here lately. And I went back to my teams and told both of them, listen, I don't know that I've ever said this before, but if I send an email at 11 o'clock at night or at two in the morning, like, it's because I'm, I don't want to lose that thought. I never, ever expect a response. And I don't expect anyone working past, you know, what what their hours are, you know. And, yeah. I, and everybody was like, yeah, I mean, thanks for saying that. But oh, I get you, you know. And But I don't know that I'd ever said it. And, and I'd gotten those instant responses at, at 7 o'clock, you know, at night. And I was going man, but I've never told people that's not the expectation, Yeah, you know, but God, sorry, we're, we'll, we'll listen. I'm having a good time listening. And I think as leaders, right, we have that accountability, right. To, to make it clear. And, and I will say that that's a fault that I made um, early in my career. Like I, again, I was working all the time. I didn't set those boundaries for myself. And at early on, I didn't really set that expectation. Now I have remedied that and said, you know, if, if you do ever get an email, although on the flip side, I really try to walk the walk and model that. And mm. you know, what past that normal, reasonable workday, unless there is a deadline or a safety sensitive type in, you know, issue or, or somebody could get hurt, right? It can wait till the next day. There will always be more work to do. Always. Yep. I think I think setting up guidelines too, James. I don't mean to interrupt, but you know, sometimes I think you and I do this. That email is okay. It's an email. We we have it in there. We'll get to it. A text message sometimes, at least in our world, is a little bit quicker. Hey, do you know about this? And if this actually rings, which it, prior yeah. to COVID, we used to live on this thing. But if this thing rings something's going on. It could either be personal, professional, both, whatever the case may be, but to have those also to be built up. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause then, and that's similar. Like I will tell my team, Hey, I'm off, but if you need me, right. Yep. Call me or send a text. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm not going to be actively monitoring email. Right. And so those are some boundaries that I've really worked hard to put back in place. And I would encourage other leaders to not only not to, mo- to do it and then model it, you know, model that behavior for their employees, because it does send, um, the wrong message, right? I think, or it has the potential to send a wrong message. Now, I, I understand exceptions happen. There's sure. you know, be important things, but again, those are exceptions. And and so maybe just kind of pivoting back to being the mental health champion. So they asked me to do that. And, and I'm just one of a number of people, but again, that's a natural topic for me because I've always been very interested in health, wellness, and and being your best self, living your best life, all those things, right? Um, very, um, and I will say being a positive person, um, most people would say that about me, but I have to, I have to consciously work at it because mm-hmm. I, I have the ability to catastrophize things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the sky is falling. That's like my superpower. Yeah. 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 Um, so I started, I took, I, I took the opportunity. We just rolled out this new platform using Teams. We hadn't been using it very long. And I was like, hmm, there's these big channels. Maybe I could share some safety messages about psychological safety, mental health safety, right? Um, um, you know, stress management, getting types of rest, right? And, and so that's exactly what I started doing. I started, started um, just posting, you know, I would try to do like maybe one or two a month, you know, maybe one a week. Um, and it was always on Wednesday. I called it Wellness Wednesday, which is certainly not an original ideal. Um, can, we use I, that? can we use that idea? You, you absolutely can. Okay. Yes. yes. Like, Up your I would, yes. You have to pay her royalties. <laughs> um but I started just posting on Teams messages and some of them would just be kind of written. Some of them I would make um, like an actual like PowerPoint slide with the safety moment, you know, to go with it. Um, and then I also had reached out to some of my other mental health champions and we did kind of a mental health lunch and learn. And we just shared our stories. Um, and the company also asked me, well, they asked for volunteers, not me specifically to share your struggle with mental health. So I shared about, you know, the, the, that extreme period of stress that I went under and, and how that affected me. Um, and, um, so, yeah, I mean, and it was so funny, like I was just doing it because it's something I'm personally passionate about, right. Didn't think, Oh, I'm going to get an award for this or anything like that. Never occurred to me. And, um, one of my colleagues, I don't even really know him very well. He's a, he's in the reliability team. He reached out to me and said, hey, I'd like to nominate you for this. And I was like, you've just made my year. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. But it goes to the idea of touching one person in a positive way. And that person acknowledging that and saying that to you just gives you that that reaffirmation that what we're doing does make a difference. And I know James and I thrive on that all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's the nature of an awareness program, right? Yeah. You don't know who you're going to catch at what time. So changing the message, changing the speaker, changing the, you know, trying to, you don't know what that one thing is, you know, for that person. And and that thing may change from day to day, from moment to moment. So if somebody's, you know, in that bad spot and your testimony can, can catch them, then 
to go get help or to reach out to you and at least start that conversation. It's so important. And that's, I mean, that's the roots of what we're doing today. April, when we heard your message at SGA, I was like, man, uh, and, and we didn't cross paths completely. We had that, we did it some weird way, but you had to take off and we switched cards with somebody. I just came home with a picture of a text message off someone else's phone, but we worked it out. Um, it's wonderful. It's April, wonderful. I want to, so um, you mentioned something in the pre-show and I just wanted to kind of lean into it. Um, and it, it caught my ear at first because you used the, the SMART acronym, but we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, how do you sustain this culture and, and, you know, keeping this in the forefront and, you know, bringing more people into the fold, you know, to, to help out with this. And you mentioned setting SMART goals. Can you talk a little bit about that and what y'all have done over there at TC? Yeah, I mean, I think, so I think this is, you know, and I, I will say I wasn't very good at goal setting early on, you know, was not. And 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 I think it has to be very transparent, right? With, with you know, the, the company's going to have its goals. They want to hit, you know, profit margins, things like that to be accountable to our shareholders, right? And, and that's every company. But I think there is a change in the culture um, and we are seeing it in um, in in like capital capital venture companies, you know that sort of thing, like um, where they they want to see that a company has a sustainability program, right? Um, to that cares that cares for the environment, that cares for um, mm-hmm. you know the next generation, um, that cares for our people, and I think our people. Um, regardless of whether it's CC Energy, whether it's some other company down the street, right? Um, our people are our greatest assets. Amen. Um, sure. And you you got to take care of your people, right? Yes. And just because somebody's going through a mental health issue or a physical health issue, right? Or or a personal situation, right? That doesn't mean you abandon them. That doesn't mean they're suddenly not meeting expectations. They're broken. Right. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Or they exit the organization. Right. Um, um, we are whole people. And so I think that we bring our whole selves to our work and we we need to increase this idea of creating transparency in not being afraid to say, hey, I'm struggling this week. I'm, I'm you know, I'm really feeling fatigued. Like I've just got, you know, maybe there's something going on at home. Like it, it's OK. Right. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, and, and that happens at the top of the organization. It's going to happen at the bottom of the organization, you know, and everywhere in between. And and so to kind of tie into the smart goals, like I think that I think that we as leaders and employees also have accountability in this, too, to have that dialogue with their leaders on, you know, is this goal achievable? You know, and is it is it specific? Are we clear on what it means for success? What does success look like? You know, how am I going to be measured? Right. And having that really specific candid dialogue so that you're not surprised, right, at the end of the year, right, you know, and and having that constant communication on, you know, well, things shift, you know, we're running a little bit behind, right, you know, and just, I think that that is just key critical to being success, and also enabling our teams and our employees to be successful, right, and have that satisfaction of, job well done right and I didn't I didn't work you know 80 hours a week to get it done I didn't work 60 hours a week to get it done we set something you know that was that was reasonable for both of us 
you know, me, the company, me, the employee, um, and that that's going to, you know, sustain me from a long-term purpose as a resource because the people are our resources, right? And, and enable us to, to retain that talent and that person not burn out. Yep. Because you know? yeah. that's what yeah. you don't want to happen. And you don't want people to leave because they feel burnt out. Right. Yeah. You know, I haven't been in the, in, in the workforce very long, uh, you know. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I bet Jimmy can tell some stories from back in the day um, of when, you know, I, I always kind of make the joke. It's not funny, but it, it is um, that we almost had a baggage claim at the door, right? You always had to leave your stuff at the door. I don't want that. Yep. Don't bring your uh, home that, stuff. That was the, you know. that's, that's me impersonating myself. I'm sure I've said that before, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but uh, we're learning, you know, that, that, when we hired you, we hired your brother-in-law and your, yeah, you know, yeah. your dog and everything. Both your dogs, your, too. your habits, your vices, all of it, right? And that's that's with every one of us, and it's exponential. And 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 then there's life, and then there's pandemics, and everything that we got to work through. And I think all of us are getting a crash course in what that looks like and how how to do it and how to do it better hopefully every day uh because april you said it in the pre-show you know people are people they they we can't expect workers to come in and, and put it in and and leave it all at the door anymore if you're going to be in your own home working and, and you know and my daughter runs in yeah, it doesn't make sense. The lines are so blurry, blurrier than they've ever been before, and so we've got to we've got to be you know proactive and and clearing that up for folks, yeah. for sure. Yeah, this is actually so. Uh, you guys are my talk therapy session for the week, so this is actually therapy. So <laughs> double dipping. <laughs> well, let me share. Yeah, and let me share something we talked about in the pre-show, and you just brought it up here about walking the talk and being transparent and all those things with leadership. And as I share with you, I'm celebrating today is day 3,806, sixth day of sobriety for me. And I'll say that number out. Thank you. I appreciate it. And sometimes like what was high five, virtual high fives. And I, and I shared in the, you know, 10 years ago, it was something you didn't talk about. I mean, it took me six months, nine months to even say that I was now sober because I, that, there's that a stigma big, right i mean well it was like he's weak he can't drink he can't control and i no, i couldn't you know i mean even though i wasn't functioning alcoholic i was an accelerating alcoholic i did my thing well and as long as i did my thing well he's got to be good but uh it wasn't it wasn't good for me so i'm celebrating 10 years and i share that story and i want to share it here again because if i can positively affect one person to say to themselves they could, they, they could have an issue if they have one drink a day, it might be too much for them. Other right. people it might be 10 drinks a day. It doesn't matter. Anybody has a, an issue that they feel is a concern. That's their, their choice to have that choice to say, no, one glass of wine is too much for me. And we need to understand that. And they have to understand that it's okay to say that, especially during this pandemic time. I'm a leader at a recovery church. And it used to be one in 10 people suffered from some sort of Yep. substance concern substance concern not necessarily a full addict but a concern 
and we're at the at the at the weekly meetings and we're like we're, we wonder what that number is now is it one in eight one in seven and and think about it folks next time you go to a meeting and there's 10 people on there know that one person could be struggling with something and you may not even know it until they're in the environment where they feel comfortable enough to do that so i i, I you your words april before absolutely resonated with me so i just wanted to say thank you for that yeah so thank you for letting me share that yeah so growing up um my dad was was he suffered from addiction um and you know growing up you didn't it, you didn't think about it but i actually did a, some research and shared a mental health moment on this about about that that addiction is actually a complex mental health condition right and it's okay to, to say you need help with something, right? Um, and just like you said, sharing your story there, you know, hopefully that that touches someone today and gives them courage to speak up, you know, and things like that. Um, I actually had um, a leader, I don't want to share over to share too much private information, but I had a leader uh, reach out to me um, and just dropped me a note and said, hey, I have had a child, I did a safety moment on suicide and suicide prevention. And they reached out and said, hey, I had, you know, one of my children had an issue a few years ago. I really appreciate you highlighting this topic. It's, you know, something that that, you know, fortunately for him, his his child is doing well. And, you know, so you just yeah. never know. Right. Um, and so I think um, sometimes people. um, um it, it can, you know, I mean, they like they think, oh, well, she talks about mental health a lot. Right. And it. it always out of a place of care or concern for others right. want want others to be you know the their best selves right so yeah it's about breaking down the stereotypes you know and, and understanding that it doesn't define someone you know um whatever whatever it is right that that it's we're not putting them in a jar and saying okay then we got you now uh it and that's that's a tough thing in this in this industry, we've come so far really in the last five years. And I've been here about five or six years and I've seen it myself uh, going to conferences this past year. And, and, and we didn't have a lot, but mental health was on every single one that I went to in some capacity. And that right there says a lot. I'm really, really proud of, of our industry for stepping up and having what used to be tough conversations and normalizing a little bit of this so that we could at least take it. I mean, we'll take it from here. <laughs> if you'll let us just talk and talk about it, I think uh, we'll, we'll carry the torch for sure. And April, you're one of those torch carriers. We appreciate you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I Jimmy, you want to, oh, go ahead, April. I don't want to cut you. Oh, no, please. I was just going to, just going to expand a little bit on what you said there that, um, please, like, please. it, it is super important, like for our frontline technicians, right? Um, and different generations too, <clears throat> excuse me, because it, it is different, right? Um, I think I, maybe I'd share, I can't remember if I shared it earlier when we were just talking to pre-show, but like, you know, my mom was from the generation, like the boomer generation and was very much soldier on right oh yeah definitely um, and 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 i think that um i think that we need to really work and i think that is something that that some of the other mental health champions have gave feedback to health services is really pressing the message out to field operations right and our mm-hmm. frontline technicians and because the last thing that we want is somebody coming up 
you know, that's going to be working, doing energy isolation that is not fit for fit for work that day really, you know, needs to take a personal day or go home or, you know, needs to whatever the case, whatever kind of help they need to have in that moment, because the last thing we want is somebody not being able to be present in, in the physical work that they're doing and getting hurt or causing, causing someone else to get hurt. Kind right? of a safety chain is in my mind. And I've re- referenced it before that it's all the pieces that go together that give the whole safety chain and, and yeah. mental and psychological uh, safety is absolutely a key to a key ring. In that you chain. sound like Steve Allen talking about PSMS right now. Who, me? Like, yeah. He's so proud. His heart grew two times that day. Uh, April, I have to tell you, we could talk for hours. And I, I, I'll i speak for James and I that we love I think every- she's trying to hit a number for therapy hours, I think. So we may need to talk for hours. <laughs> we, we could, hey, as far as I'm concerned, we it's an open invitation to have you back on. I mean, we want to do that without that. But before we let you go today, what James and I'd like to do is give you the stage. This is my favorite part, too. It's our both of our favorite parts. No pressure. No, no pressure. But it's stress. Thought leadership. Give it all away. It can be a word. It can be a phrase. It could be a thought. Anything that you want to tell the audience. uh, The platform is yours. I will. And please, anything you want to share? Yeah, um, I would say care about your people. Right. Be interested in them. Be interested in who they are. Um, everybody's different. Everybody's unique. Um, and just, just care about your people. Talk to them, right? Um, and, I, and I do think create that safe space for people to, to speak up, right? Uh, just because, you know, I'm a leader, right, doesn't mean that I know everything. I certainly do not. Um, and so it, I think it's okay to humble yourself, be, be vulnerable. I think it's also okay to say, you know what? I'm tired this week. And I actually said that to a couple of my employees earlier this week. I was like, man, I was really tired on Monday. I didn't want to get up. You know, the weather was cold. It was warm in my house. You know, I think it's okay to be human. Yes. I think that people, people, I think, I think, um, and this is the, I think the younger generation, the future generation of workers is demanding that we be real you know, with who we are as people um, and, and what do you, you know, because we all have innate talents and gifts that we bring. We all have different perspectives, right? Inclusion and diversity. But I think if we can really demonstrate, you know, as, as, you know, as a company, as leaders, as employers, you know, as a friend, as a wife, as a mother, right? That we care about each other. Um, people will strive to do their best, right? Um, and so that, that's something that I'm passionate about is, is, is enabling people to be successful, to be the best version of themselves. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. And on the flip side, if you're a leader and your employees come into you and they've made a mistake or they've, they've, you know, faltered in some way, don't react. Don't, don't beat them down. Right. Like talk about it in a constructive, positive way about what can we do differently? What can we learn? You know, how are we going to prevent this happening again? And, and I certainly have been the, the, on the receiving end of, of the less positive version of that conversation. And I can speak from firsthand that that just shuts me down emotionally as if, if it, if it's, if it's more like conversational and like, okay, 
you know, I understand we had a miss here, but how can we, how can we do something about it that's, and make it a positive? What can we learn from it, right? Um, versus that, that kind of negative, you know, mean spirit, oh, yeah. kind of like, oh, you know, I just think that's just an old style of leadership. And I think we got to leave that in the, in the past and, and focus on how we can collaborate and solve things in a positive way that rise and, and just make that because you, the last thing you want to do is for your, your, your employees or your team members not to come to you with there's a problem or a safety sensitive industry that they're an issue that they're concerned about. Right. Especially being in our industry. So. Right. I love it. I just kind of had a moment, Jimmy, I was just sitting here thinking, oh. what is our show? You know, like where have we come? You know, <laughs> I'm in a really good way. Yeah, if you would have told agreed. me that's what we were talking about, I don't know, 90 episodes into it when we started, I would have, I mean, I would have been pumped, but um, we would have I thought scared. we were just going to be talking about pipes and, and energy, and, you know, energy, you know, <laughs> and the but fact we're talking that, about the most important thing, James, I know, and, April how, Brown, how, be how, real. yeah, how meta is it that we're sharing this message, you know? April. I mean, talking about energy, right? We're talking about the energy. We are. Yeah, we are. It's so awesome. Yeah. What a great message. Um, yeah, fantastic. I love it. And how simple, right? I mean, our kids would laugh at us if they just heard it. Like we're getting paid to tell people now, be nice, be real, uh, be, real. be real. I know, but it's true. I mean, it be, be human. human, right? Exactly. Right. Wow. April, I, I, I don't want to cut this. I I want to keep talking, but <laughs> with with the band, we'll probably go up to like ten. Yeah, what are those things called? Terabytes or whatever those things are. But I tell you what, I'll I'll open an invitation for the next one. Let's have another one, and let's bring Ashley back on, and we'll yeah. all four be on, and it'll be like a, a three hour episode. How about that? Let's yep, Ashley it. Knight with Southern Star, absolutely a good friend of ours. And I, I will I will do this. I will make every attempt that I can in 2022 to have April, James, and Ashley on a panel somewhere speaking on this very topic because I would love to sit there and to hear that. I really would. I, I learned so much today. And I have to say that that we, no matter what our age or what our tenure is in the industry, as long as we're learning something every day, we're doing good. And if we could take that and pass it on to somebody else, then we are achieving some of our purpose. I, I want to leave the audience with one more thing too, that do it. That you're setting a tone one way or the other within your company, right? I mean, yeah. if you're talking about mental health or you're not, I mean, it's happening, right? I mean, so you can be a part of the conversation or not. And it says quite a bit either way. Yep. Agree 100%. April, thank you for joining us today. It's been our absolute pleasure, the highlight of the of the morning. Uh, for the audience members, please, if you're on the LinkedIn Pro, uh, Pro LinkedIn platform, <laughs> please connect with April. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 did, I didn't do a solid day. Part of the biggest thing that I enjoyed about you in some of our correspondence beforehand was some of your personal life experiences. And, you know, uh, dog champion lover, uh, travel the world, has goals on bucket list to travel to other places and the, all those things. I, I was, you know, I was saying, you know, the work stuff, I get all that, you know, but I'm really <laughs> interested in, in the personal part. That's why we got to have her back, right? We yeah, we're going to. It, it, it's a done deal. So anyways, audience, please connect with April. 
Uh, please follow TC Energy, learn all about this, ask us questions. If anybody has any question, direct message us. Uh, if you're on one of the other podcast platforms, you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, April, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's been our absolute pleasure. Until next week on Coffee with Jim and James, I'm going to switch it up a little bit today because I always say stay safe, but let's stay mentally safe this week. How's that? See you next week on Coffee with Jim and James. Thank you. Thanks, thank you, April. April. Great job. That was fantastic.